Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is a Bramble Jam podcast. Just let it play. Feeling Just get in the, the groove, groove, everybody. Feeling the vibe. Hi, everybody. Happy Tuesday to you. A new month is here, February. How about that? How about that? What are you looking forward to in February? Um, What am I looking forward to in February? Um, I am looking for... I'm sorry, it's not February yet, but you guys get my drift. Um, <laughs> I am excited for a shorter month. Oh. Cuz it's months are months are just too long for you. Like <laughs> these are exhausting. <laughs> these extra like, these man, extra 2 days what we, really good. What are we doing all this for? What are we doing all this for? Just tighten it up. Let's, Let's move this along. Speed this sucker up. <laughs> speed this sucker up. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> is just today me? is this this month is like leap year month? No. How does leap years work? You know? Leap, the only difference between it is you get an extra day right oh okay so you hate the leap year because you're like that's too long every month should be a standard feb well but it's just it goes from 20 either way february is short yeah 28 or 29 how'd they decide that, that I was, uh, yeah I'm, who are uh, these who's the month committee who's the they yeah who's the hey, is guys, it farmers can i throw something out there <laughs> <laughs> february can i throw this out there yeah 28 <laughs> days Here's what's gonna be so funny. This is gonna be some people are gonna go freaking nuts. And then every few years, you guys ready for this? Every few years, twenty nine. Uh, are any of them gonna be thirty? No. <laughs> Over my dead body. Uh, and then the voting process. He's lobbying votes. He's like, I'll give you, I'll give you, I'll give you guys a holiday. What do you want? St. Patrick's Day? Yeah, yeah, that's not real. Okay, you can have that. You can have that. Just give me the twenty eight days. Give me twenty eight days. And Valentine's Day. Yeah. Love, 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 love. Well, we did the we got the month bit out of the way. Good for us. Let's get talk That's about good. basketball. Yeah. Um, Antonio, what a week it's been, and I think it's only right that we start with the meat cute. It's the meat cute. A meat oh. cute for a Valentine's month, even though it's not. 
See, I'm already in February because I'm just like months are too long. Why do we yeah, need 31 <laughs> days? Like, let's just start this. Uh, meet cute stories. Uh, I, let's touch on a couple of quickies real quick before we get into the real uh, I mean, story. It's not like anything big happened this week. So, the, yeah, let's, the, the story, let's get some story filler in here. Um, so there is a video and I shouldn't be laughing. Um, but a poor kid, um, Wait, just a kid, an unfortunate a, kid. He is a child, uh, tra- traveled for 4,405 miles to see Jimmy Butler in the Miami heat play. He's wearing a, He's wearing a Jimmy Butler. He's wearing a Jimmy Butler shirt. He has a sign that says, Dear Jimmy, we flew over 440. He says we flew over 4,405 miles, which is like, what what do you mean over? Why don't you just say yeah. But four hundred. It's not like I. I you could like four thousand four hundred and six. Just give me the number. He just doesn't we, know. We flew. We flew over. I. I don't. I can't give you the exact number, but I know it was over four thousand four hundred and five <laughs> miles to see you play. Can we get a a photo or a big face coffee? Winky face. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Butler's in the coffee game for those. Of I also that love that know. that was all on the sign. All on the like, sign. The, the dumbest sign. Okay. I hope this kid doesn't listen to this podcast. So <laughs> this worker, <laughs> this worker or something comes down yeah, little... and like explains to him that Jimmy's not going to play. On and camera. We see, Somehow we see, it's all on camera. <laughs> we see the kid drop the sign, <laughs> hold his head in disgust. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, it was not funny. <laughs> it was hilarious, <laughs> oh, but this kid. is the problem, guys. We talk about ta- we talk about um, people sitting, and we talk about load management. He wasn't this, injured. This is who we're hurting. Yeah. We're hurting poor kids <laughs> that traveled over four thousand four hundred and five miles, only to be completely devastated. Devastated. They don't get to see their favorite player play. Also, basketball. his fa- his. It's not like. He's not like he didn't do his research. His favorite player wasn't injured. He wasn't like, like, oh, I came all this way, and I know that Jimmy sprained his ankle. Jimmy just was like, I don't play on Tuesdays. <laughs> That's not – I'm Jimmy. And so Jimmy jimmied. Okay, so here's here's the other side of it. Uh, I, I was saying I don't think you know how the story ended. I don't know um, how the story ended. So I, this, I literally only saw the, that portion <laughs> of the video and laughed I've so watched hard that video like finish. four times. <laughs> But, uh, What's wrong but with us? Obviously, obviously, the Miami Heat. Uh, I mean, listen, it was it was on the like jumbotron. This a moment PR of devastation. Nightmare. It was a pure nightmare. And so, um, and so, the Miami Heat got in touch with his mom, caregiver. I don't know who it was. And uh, and he went down to the locker room with Jimmy Butler, and he got his photos, and he got his daps and his hugs, and he probably got some promotional Heat swag to try and change the narrative. Of you know, did he Jimmy get a coffee? I, I'm I'm sure. I, I I mean, first of all, why would you give a ten year old a coffee? <laughs> like, can we ask that question? Yes, they gave him a coffee, and promptly his mom was like, "Don't give him. He's ten. Don't give him a coffee." <laughs> so well, it's a big face coffee. It doesn't count. Yeah. So um. So yeah. He got he his dreams came true with the one exception that his formative childhood memory of the Miami Heat is going to be not watching his childhood hero play basketball. Can we so, just really um, quickly touch on Big Face Coffee? For what is a Big know, Face Coffee? 
You don't know don't about know. Big Face Coffee? No, no. I so during so right during the uh, pandemic, he, apparently Jimmy Butler got into coffee. So they go down to the bubble, and he starts a coffee shop out of his hotel room. What? He's selling NBA players coffee. He calls it Big Face <laughs> Coffee. You don't know about this? I definitely do not know about this. Yeah, That's- Jimmy Butler was selling because you know you can't leave. So he saw he saw uh, an, an opportunity. opportunity. He's like, you know what? My contract is not not going that well. Let me get some uh, <laughs> let me get some multi origin coffee in my in my hotel room. All right, big face big face coffee. Oh my gosh! Uh, he can website. make his cash only. No, no, no. This is the sign that he had for his coffee company. <laughs> Big Face Coffee, uh, lattes, pour-overs, cappuccinos, Americano, espresso, a red-eye, a mocha, a macchiato, a cafe, olat, olat, ole, ole, whatever. No IOUs. A small is going to cost you $20. No IOUs. $20 for a small coffee? A medium is going to cost you $20. What is wrong a with this A large guy? is going to cost you, you guessed it, $20. Oh, and dude, he was really, he, there's a picture of him pouring coffee. He was really, what is happening? How is this real life? How do I not know about this? And he talked about how he just fell in love with coffee. And he has a shirt. He has a shirt that says big face on the front, big face coffee. And on the back, it says good for you, period. Probably, period. <laughs> he's such a That's, weird dude. He's such a weird I dude. I love him. The day that I found out that he was a huge country music guy, I just, I was like, I, I didn't I, know that. <laughs> I will be a fan of his for There's life. There's an endless well of Jimmy <laughs> Butler facts that you just you can never run out of things you find out about him. The two like 30 for 30 documentaries that I want to see are Clay Thompson and Jimmy Butler. And if it can be a crossover episode, even better. Because those are the two weirdest guys in the NBA right now. And they're so fascinating. But like the more you learn about them, the more you just think none of these stories can be true. They can't be true. Guys, Clay Thompson. He so Clay Thompson rides to games on a bike on a regular basis, yeah. which is so funny. Now but he's taking you, a boat. But do you, <laughs> do you remember when uh, I think it was a season or two ago, the guy who looks like Clay Thompson? Oh yeah, came into the arena, yeah. did a little shoot around. Yeah, yeah. They fully out. like, and nobody stopped him. Everyone was like, "Yeah, it's Clay." <laughs> yeah, it's, it's Clay. <laughs> he doesn't look that much like Clay Thompson. That no, but, he doesn't. But somehow, Enough. everyone was like, "Yeah, that." It's almost like. It's almost like dressing up like a Clay impersonator is a Clay thing to do. And so they just let it happen. They're like, Clay looks weird today, but that's a Clay thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> that is a Clay. I mean, what are you going to do? It's totally a Clay thing to do. What are you going to do? Um, let's talk really quickly about the NBA All-Star Game. It's coming up. Um, are we going to get uh, press passes for this, you think? Yeah, probably. Wow, you think so? I mean, yeah, don't all the big shows get them? If JJ's <laughs> getting it, we'll probably get it. <laughs> yeah um it is um february 19th and the Sunday. starters have been uh, announced and the players and all that good stuff but what was also announced is the fact that um they're changing the way that they make the teams so the last few years it used to be just uh, easy east west right yeah no one cared wait, about wait. the all-star game the, okay? yeah ori- originally yeah originally yeah. So they they switched up the format a little bit. They changed the way in which you win the game, which yep. is uh, a lot of fun. It's like to a to a specific point based yep. off of it made it competitive. Yeah, x amount of of minutes, blah blah blah. Um, but then they also let the captains um, 
pick their teams. So it's not just East and East versus West. Anybody can play for anybody, basically. And I love that. I think that was um, truly a stroke of genius because it just took it back to the way everybody grew up. Right. It's very fun. But also, they're making it it's, even. It's it's also really funny to watch them do it because it was it would be the two captains on like ESPN, and TNT. they're was it TNT? Yeah, I guess it, it, it matters because that crew is so great. Right, 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 right. And and but like what's what's really funny about it is that you realize like these players really know each other, right? And so the two captains kind of almost have like inside jokes around who they're picking and why. And and to me that is like that's so like last year, LeBron. Was a captain and KD was a, a captain. Yeah, KD was. And a LeBron captain. Was like made it to where he had to draft to where uh, KD had to draft had James to Harden. Exactly. It's <laughs> so funny because James Harden demanded a trade <laughs> to get yeah. away from KD and Kyrie oh, and all that nonsense. So good. Uh, so it's so fun. Do you like my bow tie? Yeah. Um. So they're changing it this year because uh, over the last few years it's been on TV like a week or so. Was that bow tie there the whole time? No, I just put it on. Um, (laughs) they, uh, just, uh, announced that they're going to be, instead of doing the draft a week ahead of time, they're going to be doing it the day of yeah on the court. (laughs) So it's like a true pickup game. It's it's like, I want you, I want you, which is great. I think it's going to be just another really fun element. It, man, it just, do remember things have just completely switched where like it used to be that NBA, all-Star Saturday night was the ticket. And then no one really cared about the All-Star game. I mean, you cared, but it was like, it's not good basketball. It's not competitive. And now it is all about the actual game, which is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I wish the dunk contest was better, but we've already touched on that a little bit. All right, let's get to the big story. Wait, wait. Can I give you you, uh, uh, my changes for the uh, All-Star format? Oh, fine. Yeah, sure. Because just in case Adam Silver's listening, I just I I, I would he's say he's a big fan. He's a big fan. Yeah, he's been tweeting us, but we both deactivated our Twitter. Um, he's a big Hallmark fan. Here are the things that I would love, and 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 I think that we'll probably make the game of the week the All Star game so that people can watch it and whatever. But but here's the, here's what I would like this weekend <laughs> I don't know to if actually be. Other games we can pick. <laughs> Is there anything else? Um, I want. Well, first of all, you had said last week the fan dunks. And I think that would be killer. Absolutely. I say three point is fine. Don't change it. These are all I was I was messaging with a friend recently. And I, I, I was like, you know what? I, I, I got to put this on the pod because I think, you know, I'm a genius. Um, <laughs> there should be a three on three tournament just for bench players. No starters allowed. No six man of the year. Just for bench players that every team has to participate in and put it on all star Saturday night or put it on all star Sunday. Night, I don't care. Um, and the winner gets some something. I don't know. What do you mean? Every advantage. team has to participate. So every team in the NBA sends, like, NBA Jam style, three players. Uh, well, NBA Jam was two players, but we'll add a third to it because three-on-three three makes sense. And and they would just do, like, a full round-robin tournament with seating and stuff. And we'll, That would be an know, all-day event, though. Yeah, totally. Just for those players. Yeah. And, it would just, and it would just get to stream live in the background. And so you could tune in and, and watch it or not. And then the final um, is prime time? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. The, 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 the final, maybe, like top four games like the um, finals and semifinals would end up being on all-star uh, Sunday, like on, on the, on the real all-star game, pre all-star game. But how cool would it be to get to watch non-starters that you have no access to, you know, like Brooklyn would send out Utah Watanabe and all of a sudden the world would be like, that guy's really exciting. Great way to drum up fans and business and whatever. Anyway, it's just really interesting. I like um, that idea. Yeah. Thanks. 
I think that uh, they they did this during the pandemic. They had a game of horse, um, but yeah. it, it was it was really weird because they were all like in their driveways and all, stuff. Yeah. But it, it was. I awful. would love to bring back. It was painful. Uh, it was painful. But I think that I think that um, there should be a game of twenty one, where the okay. fans vote five players in. It's like I want to get I want to change the way fan voting works so fans don't vote in the All Star game in my perfect world, but they vote in all these other things. So there's a game of twenty one. And there's a game of horse, and there's a dance contest. And all three of those are fan votes and player votes. Um, I don't know if you remember back in the day, Shaq would always, like, dance during his, like, little intro and stuff. And, like, it became a thing where other players were, like, little, like, like busting moves and stuff. But a lot of these players can really dance. And, and I think that it would be a hilarious thing. Almost, you know, the way you sign your friends up for karaoke and by writing their name down, and then their name gets called out, and they have to go up and sing this terrible song. Just just have, like, a little dance comp- contest. It would be so silly, but it would be fun. Like, All-Star Weekend is supposed to be about fun and humility and like really getting the fans involved so those are my things um and then uh there should be oh yeah what was my last thing there was one one other oh yeah (laughs) i don't know this one's gonna stick there should also be one game that's not basketball related that is produced by survivor and it's a survivor styled game (laughs) Where they have to do a bunch of things that require dexterity and accuracy, things that basketball players should be good at, but probably aren't. And so we'll make like all these players run these like weird obstacle courses that are not about passing, but like, you know, they'll use the same same So it's like the skills challenge, but not basketball. But not for basketball skills. How genius would that be? Because it's relatable. We gotta make basketball relatable. That's what the podcast is about. And then the last thing is I, I think that uh I think that I don't like when fans vote in players. I think that's absurd. I think that players and coaches should be the only people who vote players in for the All-Star game and that there should be an, a rule built in that if you are on your third All-Star game or more, you have the option to rescind your starting spot and give it to somebody else on the reserves as a way for like the old heads to like start bringing up the, the young guys. You don't have to, but you have the option to. The same way Vince Carter did for Michael Jordan back in the day. Um, and that and that players vote in uh, the coach and three bench players. That's what I want. Adam Silver, make it happen. Dude, email him. All right. Email him from the Falling for Basketball and just also oh. say, hey, come on our pod. That would be a good inaugural email for us to send. Asilver at NBA.com. Is that it? That sounds right. It's what I'm seeing. I mean, it could be, yeah, yeah. I was going to go with Gmail, but I feel like NBA.com makes more sense. Someone gets, yeah, NBA's not using (laughs) Gmail. I mean, they probably are, but. They probably are. With the domain attached to it. Yeah. I think that, yeah, yeah, it's looking like it goes to somebody. Okay, okay. All right, Silver. Buckle up. Buckle up, bucko. Uh, now it's time for the important story of the, the week, which is the Lakers oh my uh, bringing the circus to town. Uh, Antonio, I want you to paint the picture for the people that maybe didn't see all that transpired the other night with I a just, game I that was say not to everybody. I know that we talk about the Lakers a bunch, but this week it is it will never be more warranted than it is this week. This was the greatest show on earth. LeBron James and the Los Angeles Lakers playing the Boston Celtics, Jason Tatum and the Boston Celtics in what in an alternate universe could easily have been a playoff finals. It would never be in this universe, but it would be a very cool universe if that happened. Um, the game was fairly neck and neck. Uh, the, 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 the Los Angeles Lakers have been playing ridiculously good basketball, and I think that is really um, thanks to LeBron James. 
He uh, has been putting up incredible stat lines. He's about 112, 117 points away from breaking the all-time scoring record, which is, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about that when it happens. That's an unbelievable feat even just to consider. Um, but Boston has been running away with the East to some extent. I don't know if they're, are they still in first, actually? Maybe they've dropped down. Yeah, they're still in first. Yeah. They're, they're like two and a half games up on the next, uh, the next team. Um, but they've just been playing beautiful basketball. And the Lakers the only have team lost... Is the only team to beat Boston three times this season? Ooh, would that be the Magic? <laughs> yeah, huh. we, can't, we can't beat anybody else. <laughs> but but there, when, when you play, there, the, there is The Celtics is are going to rue the day that we win the play-in series and we get the eighth seed and play them in the first round of the playoffs. Oh, wow. That would be wild. You know what? I, I, I would be very happy with uh, the Magic leapfrogging my Raptors if that, if that happened. I'd watch that series. Um, so... This Lakers team has had a few rough weeks uh, in terms of losing close games. And, and some of them are, you know, because of bad refing. But nothing like we just saw. In the fourth quarter of this game, uh, there were three separate incidences that, that happened. Incidences? Incidents that happened. One was Russell Westbrook barreling into a photographer. Um, please go on our new uh, Instagram. Following yes! To see the pictures. Woo! We woo, woo Instagram! There's only one post so far. Um, where he just two, didn't get up. Two. two there's a two. picture of our cover art. Thank you. Very oh much. yeah, yeah. It does that automatically. <clears throat> I didn't even know that was up there. Uh, anyways, Russell Westbrook barrels into this photographer. Who cares? He doesn't get off the photographer. It's very funny. Um, but this is the real moment. With the game on the line, four seconds left. Who are you going to get the ball to if you're the Lakers? His name is LeBron James. Yes. This guy has made a history of hitting clutch shots. He's unstoppable. So he gets the ball at the top of the key. Let's, let's, let's paint as reasonable a picture as we can. We know what he's going to do. He's going to drive to the bucket. Why? Because somebody the size of LeBron, the stature of LeBron, with the IQ set of LeBron, with the, with the, um, with the what's it called when you're super famous? The super famousness of LeBron? <laughs> you just drive to the bucket and people get Notor- out of your way. Notoriety? The notoriety. That's the, that is the word. Um, so he did with four seconds. He drove. Because the chances are you're either going to make a layup, you're going to get, get fouled. Out. Yeah, it's not like. And and for context, I want everyone to know that there are three refs on the court, and one of them stands right under each basket, so that they can look up and see what happens under the basket. They have a front row seat to anything that could possibly happen. Well, on this fateful day, LeBron drove. Three Celtics descended upon him. He moved his way, you know, skillfully in the air through them, extended his arm, and right as he was about to roll it in, Jason Tatum hit him on the forearm. Now, that was it, a sound effect. Everybody. That was a sound effect of <laughs> it, it. It looked like Jason Tatum just got him, like, you know, enough that it, it altered the shot. It, it wasn't like a flagrant foul or something. He made contact, but if you have functioning eyes and you're standing right there you probably would have seen it but the ref didn't see it the other ref didn't see it none of the refs saw it the only person and or people who saw it were the 60,000 people in the arena and the 10 players on the court those are the only people that saw it um now let's put in that's let's put that in one corner as a reasonable problem in a basketball game 
fouls get missed all the time. Games are decided by bad refereeing. You heard me talk last week that I think refs should be drug tested. Refs should be drug tested. They're all high. There's no way you get it wrong this often. But what happened next was like the most legendary sequence of events. LeBron James lost his mind. Is that a fair thing to say? He lost yeah. his mind? Like I, I've, what? Ne- I've never seen him respond. Uh, I haven't seen, seen a tantrum like that. I, I, I've, got a, I've got an almost five and an almost two-year-old, and I haven't seen a tantrum like this. <laughs> he, was, he was on the ground, pounding the ground. He was like pulling out his imaginary hair because he's going bald. He was like, <laughs> like visibly like crying and screaming. He went down into a, a like child's pose with his head between his hands on the ground. Like the demonstrative nature of what he did would have gotten every other player in the NBA ejected. And for context, Steph Curry, who is arguably one of the five best players in the NBA this week got mad at Jordan Poole, who took a bad shot, and he threw his mouth guard at the ground. Didn't throw it at somebody, didn't throw it at a ref, didn't, just threw it at the ground. He was like, his own teammate. He was mad at his own teammate, Not and he got refs. ejected from the game. Not at the Not refs. Not at the refs. Just, he was just like, Jordan Poole's an idiot, which is fair. It's probably why Draymond yeah. punched him. And, and he got kicked out of the game. Now, what he did, if you saw it on camera, you'd go, eh. Yeah, okay, I guess. That's not that bad. What LeBron did, if he was like, let's let's actually change this for a second. If they were out on the street, if if you saw somebody do what Steph Curry did, you wouldn't even turn your head. If you saw someone do what LeBron did, police would descend upon him. He would be he would he would immediately have been like like stopped. There's there's no it was so big and so preposterous that in a regular season game, a reg a normal basketball game. Where this happened, not the playoffs, not the playoffs. This wasn't Game Seven. This was just a game on a on a Friday. He lost his mind, and they didn't eject him. The game went into overtime. He got to play the whole overtime. They lost because you know karma. Um, and then the second thing happened, and this was, I think, this is my favorite basketball thing, maybe ever. Pat Bev, who you've heard a lot about at this point and you know what we think about him and i'm i am starting to like pat bev because man he is good content pat bev walked (laughs) over to a photographer he walks over to a photographer kneels down and looks through the video footage and he finds the foul on this random photographer's <laughs> camera. And then he wa- he marches back onto the camera court. Camera in hand. Camera in hand. Just like man on... If you've seen Denzel Washington's Man on Fire, just cut out Denzel's face and put Bat Bev on it. And that's the movie poster. It was unbelievable. And he walks up to one of the refs. Not the ref who was right under the basket, but one of the, the lead ref. And he's showing him the camera. And the ref... Is having appalled, none. having none of it. Tease him up before it, before he even lifts the camera. The look on his face is like, I am not the one. How dare I am not the? And then boom, tease him, hits him with a T. I can't and, believe he didn't get ejected. I know. This is what I'm saying. This is the LeBron effect, man. Like for all the for all the love that the guy deserves, for all the blah blah. Come on. There's no way anybody else would get away with this the level. And also, you have these, these sports media pundits going like, we've never seen LeBron this angry. Oh, that's poppycock. 
I've seen LeBron <laughs> have different types of meltdowns for not getting a call in the past 10 years. Once a game. Like, he he has, like, God calls that he is expecting to get. And when he doesn't yeah. get them... And it doesn't mean that he's wrong. He was right. He was fouled. He should he be upset. Fouled. But, like, all I'm saying is either temper it. Like, tone it down, bud. Or everybody needs to be allowed to do that. It can't just be... And furthermore, I mean, I don't know if you've seen this. But now the refs... The refs, within 10 minutes of the game ending, issued a statement. 10 minutes of the game ending. That, in... NBA history has never happened. The refs have never, 10 minutes after the game, they were like, we apologize. We don't always get it right. It, we're going to lose sleep over this one. <laughs> what are you, you're losing sleep over a Lakers team that is not going to make it to the playoffs? Why? Because it was LeBron. This is, un, it's unreasonable. And Pat Bev, <laughs> when he walked away with the camera holding it in the air, in the air looking over his shoulder, shouting, it was a foul. I, I was like, the Raptors can trade for Pat Bev at this point, and I'm, I'm okay with it. Like, that's hilarious. Okay. Really quick. Um, <laughs> so this, this outburst by LeBron is a culmination of what he would say is weeks of missed calls. Yep. I would argue you've had years of 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 missed calls, but at your advantage. So yeah, yeah. calm it down a little bit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I just want to say this. LeBron, you should not be reacting that way to a no. game that happens in late January. Yeah, Referees, you should not be losing sleep over a missed call at in all. a game in late January. Yeah. I, also, referees, you should not be you should not be blowing calls. When you have one job to do in this world, you have one job to do. I don't know and, how you and, missed that. And to blow I mean, a call, the only that thing, was so obvious. The only thing, in the, to give context, like this, ha this happens, that missed call happens on a semi-regular basis late in the game like this. Yeah. When the game is on the line, mm -hmm. the refs tend to you know, hold they're, their whistle. Yeah, they're conservative. For better or worse. Like we don't want to be the ones responsible for basically someone winning a game on free throws because when they do that people go nuts yeah i can't yeah. believe somebody is winning because of that but it, but it was a foul a foul so, has got to be a foul though like this is right this is even even that statement that you just made about the refs i i can't get on board with because if a foul is not a foul in the last two minutes, then a foul can't be a foul in the first 12 minutes or in the first 10 I'm minutes. I'm not like it's saying just not that it should be or shouldn't yeah. be. I'm just saying it is. I'm just saying that the refs actually have a job to do and it's not an emotional, it's not an emotional moment. They're not like, how would I feel if, who cares? Did he touch his arm? Yeah, call the foul. And if they want to replay it or you guys want to review it, then you can, but you got to stop play. But to Coldfoot Crawford's point... He he mentioned how the the NBA is uh, got a pretty good handle on what it is that people want, what bothers the people, and that's why they call things, uh -huh. make changes to calls, the way that they do. So I they have decided that it is better to miss a call at the end of a game than to make the correct call and for it to sway the game one reason or. From a content point of view, I think they are right because they just made some of the best basketball <laughs> content that we've ever seen. Like the refs just made the NBA relevant to people who are who who may not be basketball fans. And and I also want to say this this 
past two weeks, and I'm sure many teams can say this, the Raptors lost one game and had another game on the line because of a blown call. And no one said anything. They protested, but nobody, nobody LeBroned. There was no and if they did, there was no, no one missing sleep over it? No one's losing sleep over it. And you know who didn't apologize in 10 seconds? The refs. The refs didn't say anything. You know why? Because LeBron has his own set of rules, and he, he, he is the center of his own constellation and has been for a long time. And although I understand it from a, a metrics point of view, he is the best player in the game. It's, it is such a bad precedent. It's so embarrassing for the league to just have one player that can like throw a hissy fit and then everyone's like, oh my gosh, we made LeBron sad. We have to fix it. Like, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they were like, you know what, LeBron? We decided to get you a Willy Wonka golden pass to the finals this year because we feel so bad about it. Like, Can just you imagine if go Luka away. did what LeBron did? He, like, uh, he would be ejected instantly. Players, Luca and Jason, LeBron argue the same amount. They totally do. J- Jason Tatum... Jason Tatum was teed up for clapping his hands. And that's happened twice this year. He clapped his hands in frustration at his own play, and the ref teed him up. LeBron James, like, held an entire stadium hostage. On his knees, pounding his fists, crying to the heavens, no! Yeah! Like, Chandler Parsons, who, like, is, is not a relevant basketball player, but he's very funny was just on some hot take show. And he said, my French bulldog could get hit by a car right now and I still couldn't reach the level of theatrics that LeBron just showed. <laughs> and I, I was like, that's an amazing quote. It's an ama- It's ridiculous, but it's an amazing quote because it, it just goes to show, like, everybody thinks this was too far. It was too, it, it's not, it was too far. And as a calculated, you know, as a calculated business brand, I think that he did that on purpose because he's tired of losing these close games and he knows that he can't complain to the league. He doesn't ever want to be a player to be known as somebody who's going to contact the league. And so he's like, well, I would never contact the league. But what he is doing is he's just forcing their hand, right? He's, he's just playing to the media and to, and now everyone's like, Oh my goodness. I can't live in a world where LeBron is mad. How am I going to feed my children? How am I going to sleep at night? And it's like, ah, I just can't do this. Anyways, are you good? So, so we're gonna watch a Lakers game next week, right? No, <laughs> no, we are not. Okay. The love interest. The love interest. The game of the week this week is an LA team, but it's the Clippers versus the Milwaukee Bucks. And the fact that we have not talked about the Bucks that much this season is wild. Uh, and so we are rectifying the situation. It's a Thursday night game. TNT. 10 p.m. is the late boy Eastern time, if that's where you are. Um, let's talk about the love interest. I'll let you go first so I can okay. pick my player accordingly. Okay, okay. Well, let's, let's, let's not have any surprises. I'm having an emotional day. I'm having an emotional <laughs> week uh, as a result of the Lakers game and also as a result of the way the Raptors have been playing. Uh, and so during this game of the week, I think I'm really excited to, uh, to, to just engage all the feels and – Focus on Norman Powell. Norman Powell. <laughs> Did you see that coming? No. Norman Powell uh, was on the Raptors. 
He was uh, he was traded to the Raptors. But, that's um, the Clippers player that everybody always thinks about being a Raptor. Yeah, that's the one. Not 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 that other one. But okay. at least this is at least this is the former Raptor that plays on the Clippers. <laughs> he doesn't sit on the bench for the Clippers. Um, he was part of our championship season. Uh, at his at his best, his point production per year was about twenty one points, and I think that was last year um, with the Clippers. He was briefly traded uh, to to Portland. When he was with the Raptors, he was like 18 and, I don't know, 18 points per game kind of thing. Um, he was a, a very important player uh, for us, and he's always been he's – a, he's a small forward, so he's, a, he's what they call a swingman. He's a player that can hit the three and that can uh, slash, which is um, a fancy word for run towards the basket and put it in the hoop. Um, since joining the Clippers, though, I feel like – let me just rewind. In the last few years of Norman Powell's time with the Raptors, we were watching him get better and better. And we were starting to watch the emergence of what we called playoff Powell, a guy who is able to kind of flitch, switch a flip. Uh, Here it comes. Uh oh. Here comes everyone. Switch a switch. Flick a switch. Flick a switch. <laughs> flick a switch. <laughs> Push a button. I think it's flip. It. Flip! Oh, let's flip a switch. Flip something. Flip a switch. All right. All right. You can edit that out. Um, nope. He he was a player that could flip a switch and uh, and start giving you like a really high point production on any given day. And since moving to the Clippers, he's actually become a player that's a little bit more reliable um, than he was with us. We we kind of got his formative years, all his baby steps, his bambying, and now he's with the Clippers. He's 29 years old and like he's really starting to come into his own as a player. And I, I'm I'm sad. I'm always sad to see players do well after they leave the Raptors, like Utah Watanabe. But I'm also very happy for them because I really just want. Everybody who was once a Raptor to have the most formidable career because uh, they gave us some of the best years of their lives. Um, so this week, my love interest is Norman Powell. He's not quite a leading man, um, but I think he's a great best friend. Probably gives good advice. My love interest, because I think we all need that player in our life that we and we hate. <clears throat> yeah, go there. And we love we love hating them. So my my love interest this week is Grayson Allen. Ooh, <clears throat> y'all! If you are going to watch the Bucks, you're at some point going to see Grayson Allen on the court, and you're going to find yourself knowing nothing about him. You're going to find yourself hating him, and you're going to wonder to yourself, what is it about his little face with those beetle eyes that <laughs> that I hate? <laughs> And I just want you in that moment to just sit in it. Sit in the stew of hatred towards Grayson Allen. And I just want to welcome you to the club. <laughs> the club that is um, literally everyone's a part of it. No one likes Grayson Allen. There yeah. are reasons why no one likes Grayson Allen. But I also think that even if you don't know any of those reasons. And I'm not even going to give them to you. I don't want you to go in with any preconceived notions. I just want you to go into the game. I want you to, if you know nothing about basketball and you're listening to this, watch the game and try to, without like listening to the commentators or looking at the back of jerseys, I want you to just think, I wonder who Grayson Allen is. Yeah. Who do I hate? Who do I hate? And just follow that. Follow that feeling. Okay, I know this is a weird love interest. I know this is a weird love interest, but there are a great love interest. But there are not a lot of players that I can even 
contribute that feeling towards of just them walking on the court and being like, I don't like you. I don't yeah. like you. And so um, I would like to sit in that a little bit and think about those feelings. And then next uh, next week, maybe we can go to therapy together and talk that about That sounds this. great. Why I, thought, I thought you were going to say Brooke Lopez. Oh, gosh. I love but Brooke Lopez. Right? I sort of was. I, I used to hate him, but now I love him. I love the Lopez brothers. I don't know what you want from me. They're so ridiculous. Gray, Grayson Allen is a player who is not like he's not he's not bad. He's not a bad player. No, he's, and he's quite good, actually. You'll watch him and you'll just be like, I just want you to I just want you to. Or is it just me? Great school. No, everybody. No, no one like there's fan clubs of people who hate Grayson Allen. It's kind of the funniest thing. And he comes from a long line of players from his university, from Duke, who are hated. That's right. Look at the try to find the player that looks the most like someone who went to Duke. Yeah. <laughs> try to find someone who looks like they stumbled off a lacrosse field. Love it. And that's Grayson Allen. So just go into that. OK, look for him and just kind of see how you feel. And then we'll talk about it next week. How about that? Sounds great. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll come back. We have a guest today to help us break down uh, the game of the week, and it's going to be a lot of fun. On the other side of the break, you're on. I got something to tell you off air. Wait for this. Oh, you what? You're going to love it. Halftime. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Boom shakalaka. Boom shakalaka, indeed, Antonio. <laughs> That was a funny joke you told during the break, buddy. That was a riot. I'm never retelling it. You know, so you know. <laughs> one time, one that one time we'll it see. was. Per- you can't recreate that stuff. No, 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 no. I, I I only use jokes once. They're all single serving. I've never recycled a joke in my life. So yeah, that's true about you. You never tell the same story over and over again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Antonio, you, you brought a guest today. You, we we I try did. to bring people every once in a while to talk about basketball, and uh, you you brought a, a person today. So tell us about the person. I got y'all a doozy. Uh, this is a guy that I've, uh, I've had a chance to work with twice. Big fan of him. Uh, if you have a TV and you're not under a rock, you, uh, you would have gotten to see uh, a movie, not only that he was in last night, but that he made happen. Uh, this is a, a dude who decided to bring all of his know-how, all of his resources, all of his energy back to his hometown uh, and, uh, and make a movie there and put it on the map. Uh, and, uh, and it aired last night. Here in Canada, I guess I, I don't know yeah, if it you're making broad assumptions about yeah. this about this movie. I, I but, but also I in the like, States, I, you guys no. have a thing called a VPN blocker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
But okay, I just want to so say it. this. I do like what you said, though, because if you have a TV, there is a chance that Marcus was on your TV last night. That's true. It Maybe may not, not the been. specific <laughs> movie you were one. talking about, Antonio. But uh, but last a, night was from Italy with Amore. But uh, but yeah, I'm pretty sure if you have the Hallmark Channel or any other channel, Marcus probably shows up once a day. This is uh, this is Marcus Rosner. Hi, Marcus Rosner. Hi, guys. How you doing? It's doing good to great. Be here. It's it's great to be here. We're we're stoked to have you. We're uh, we we love talking about basketball. We know you're you're into sports. You know, it's not a prerequisite for people to be into sports to be on the show, but uh, it's pretty fun when uh, when people have like uh, some sort of stake in the game, um, even if it's not. Uh, you know, we're not always watching our favorite teams. Although this week, I was watching one of my favorite teams. I don't know about y'all. Bram, no, I, you, I love, you love the coach, that's for sure. No, I love the coach. Uh, Marcus, <laughs> tell everybody really quickly about your relationship with, uh, with the NBA, with basketball. Yeah, I, um, you know what? I, like, uh, like Antonio prefaced, I am a, a lifelong sports fan. I, I feel a little uh, scared that I'm going to be a little out of my depth this year. I've been so busy. I haven't been catching a lot of games. If you caught me like five years back, I, I could have told you all the bench players on every roster. Um, but, uh, but no, I, I, I was a big basketball fan, big football fan, um, basically since the time I was 12 or 13 years old. A little bit of hockey, more hockey now because my hometown Edmonton Oilers drafted the, the greatest player to ever put oh, skates man. on, Connor McDavid, and so that yep. sort of pulled me back to the ice. But um, but no, big basketball fan. So uh, so we'll see uh, where my knowledge is at this year. That's all right. Did you did you have a team growing up? Yeah, I mean, well, LeBron was drafted when I was 14 or 15, I think, in 2003. No, I was 13, 13, 14. And so I, I'm about as big a LeBron fan as there's probably ever been. I've seen all the big games. I've been to some games. I've seen all the big moments. And so I was, I was one of those Canadian kids who was just jumping teams uh, wherever LeBron went because I didn't have – I was in Alberta. So yeah. we had the Raptors and we had – in the 90s we had the Grizzlies. But, yeah. I mean, you're in the middle of the country. You no affiliation to either, uh, either team. So I just went with greatness uh, just in LeBron and just jumped with him from team to team. We uh, were talking about earlier in this episode um, – a great LeBron James moment over the weekend. Incredible. Did you get to see the uh, the complete? Uh, I don't know. I don't even know what to call it. Just the LeBron, just a, a LeBron James moment of, yeah. of complete shock and awe that he did not get a foul called on him. Oh my god! Yeah, I, I, as a LeBron truther, as a LeBron supporter, I have to, uh, <laughs> I have to defend my boy and say that that was a culmination of a couple weeks of yeah. bad calls, which they, they loudly. Uh, made a point of after the fact uh, Westbrook bringing the camera out and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think, you know, I was thinking about LeBron uh, over the weekend actually, because I was hoping we'd have a chance to, to talk about my boy, but um, he, I never thought he was going to go out this way in, in terms of like those Kobe years where it's the, the team is, is really weak. And uh, yeah. you know, I just always thought he'd be enough. Top. I thought so too. Enough to, to have a winning record at least till the yeah. time he retired. But, um, but I think that, He's sort of starting to realize that we're at the end here. We're in yeah. the end game. And it's hard to come to grips with. It is interesting. I do wonder what would happen if he was – I mean, the East and the West are pretty – they've evened out a bit. But, like, the, the West yeah. – the competition out in the West is really tough. I'm interested – like, if he was on a team in the East, I, I wonder if it would be a little bit of a different story with him being able to carry it a little bit more than he is right now. 
it's also a weird thing that that has happened with uh with lebron and lebron teams where like they've somehow prioritized bringing in the old heads bringing in the vets and they keep doing it rather than having a a, a young roster of studs this is the miami effect like when yeah. he went to miami you know he he spent those first eight i want to say eight years on uh yeah no t- seven on uh, on cleveland and and they had a youngish roster around him no real names and and they they couldn't do anything with it yeah. and i think that he lost his mind with that he went down to miami and pat riley surrounded him with with a good with veterans yeah. but he was the young guy him and wade and bosh exactly. they were the the young guys and now i think he's just attached himself to this idea yeah. that, that experience will always supersede uh, youth yeah. and it's like now you gotta flip it now yeah yeah, you're the you're the old head now. You gotta you need the young yeah. bucks. That's how I feel. Yeah, and you also have them um, uh, surrounded by injuries as well, which is tough. You know, when you have yeah, that's also that that's the age factor though. Yeah. You know, like Westbrook's not meant to come off the bench. <laughs> He's not prepared for this. He's not prepared for this. <laughs> that's the only um, reason he gets injured. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My counter to that would be that Westbrook was always meant to come always, off the bench. Always. Sorry, that was a, a starter before. That's a callback to a, a, a dumb joke because at the beginning of the season, he uh, he like pulled a hammy and he said uh, he had some press conference where he basically said, the only reason I pulled my hamstring is because I came off a bench and I don't know how to do that. And I've never trained for that. And I was like, this is the dumbest thing anyone's ever said. Basically, I don't know how to ride a bike in the tunnel yeah. <laughs> uh, to, to get a sweat on. Yeah, it's so that's silly. Um, let's get to the game of the week. Um, Antonio, what what was the game of the week? Oh, real quick. Game of the Falling week. In love. I forgot. Falling in there love. There it is. The game of yep. the week. Uh, what was the game of the week? Uh, Toronto Raptors versus the Golden State Warriors in a redux of uh, the championship game that the Toronto Raptors won, minus Kawhi Leonard, minus a whole bunch of people. So it wasn't really a redux of it, but um, <laughs> we'll never forget that game. Never forget it. Never, never forget, forget it. it. Um, Antonio, I'll let you uh, kick us off as the diehard Raptors fan. Um, this way, it didn't go your way. It didn't go my way. All. Um, the season yeah, hasn't been going my way though. No, no, no. Was this game kind of like a um, uh, a good representation of what the Raptors season has been like as a whole? Um, no, no, okay. it, it hasn't. It wasn't actually, but, but I'll tell you why the season up until this point has been a little bit more defined by, um, by dog shit. Um, our defense wasn't there. <laughs> our offense wasn't there. There wasn't a lot clicking in the past, like 10 games or so though, the Raptors are really figuring it out. Now they're not winning every game, but all of a sudden they're competitive. We're watching them click in a way that, uh, that, that, um, for those of us who are Raptors fans last season, uh, help them ride their way to a, a fifth fifth place Eastern Conference um, uh, standing. So we are actually starting to see Fred Van Vliet bring his numbers up and start shooting the three at a crazy clip. Now, he had, a, a on paper, a terrible game the very next day, and yet it passed the eye test if you watch the game. He was the driving force. During the Golden State game, he was pound for pound keeping up with Steph until the fourth quarter where Steph and Clay just remembered that they're Stephen Clay and they hit a, a gear that is really hard to get to and that most players, um, you know, LeBron can get there, Jason Tatum can. Like, there are, there are players in the league who can just kind of, like, flip that fourth quarter switch and turn into um, 
the the like you know video game mode. But up until then, we saw Scotty Barnes, who is the reigning rookie of the year, put up I think twenty four six and eight or something like that. So he's putting up big numbers. Pascal, who has been less dominant over the past little while, returned to form. Gary Trent Jr. is going through. He has these weird phases. One phase is I shoot three for forty two, and the other one is I couldn't miss if I tried. And so he's in his can't miss phase. Um, yeah, this was uh, this was the team that I expected to see. Um, at the beginning of the season more frequently. It's not the team that I, I was gifted this season, unfortunately. But um, as far as games go, you know, in a losing campaign, I think this was a great game to, to watch the Raptors in and get to know how they play. They for, for at least three and a half quarters of basketball, they played a game that would let them be competitive with anybody in the league. And in the last six minutes, their defense failed them and Golden State offense took off and, you know, such is life. But that's going to happen to anybody. Is Fred's last name pronounced Vliet? Yeah. Van huh. Vliet. Van Vliet. I thought it was Van Fleet. No. No. So That's stupid. wrong. I'm so <laughs> stupid. I can't believe I would think that. American uh, sports media is really... I was just going to say, that's our Canadian yeah. angle, I guess. We got the inside My scoop gosh. on Fred Van Vliet's yeah, last name. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Marcus, thoughts while you were watching this game? Have you gotten to watch many Raptor uh, or Warriors games this season? Yeah, well, as a Toronto resident these days, I, that's where I kind of live primarily. I got a, a, a condo there, but um, so I should I should know much more about this roster than I actually do. That said, I was told to watch this game, so I uh, I watched the extended highlights. <laughs> so if we're we're gonna get into the nuances of the game, I uh, get lost a little bit. But it seemed, I mean, it seemed like a, a vintage Warriors yeah. uh, game. In the end, the Splash Brothers were the Splash Brothers that hit the big shots, but it, it seemed like a very competitive game. I have a, uh, a Raptors question for the uh, the Raptors uh, uh, super fan in the room, uh, and that is that the talk that I'm hearing is like, is this structure, is this roster going to do what the Celtics did and actually mature into a contender, or do we got to blow this thing up? It's a great question. Uh, it's a great question. My emotions, uh, my emotions in general, say double down on development. Um, my pragmatism, looking at contracts, looking at ages, looking at uh, what's happening around the league and the parity, is that we could actually be, we, we have the best assets right now in the league when it comes to trade fodder. Um, we don't have the best uh, landscape for Tankarama. So, you know, even if we, even if we made, uh, you know, a well-timed trade before the deadline, I don't think that we're ending up with Wemby, unfortunately, um, which we should also touch upon. But uh I here's my current rumor, and and I know we have one listener, my friend Michaela, who's gonna be mad at me for even saying this, but OG Ananobi fell and injured his wrist. He's having a breakout year. He's probably the most highly coveted free agent on the market, or agent on the market, whatever player on the market. And I think that he is one of the only players that if we were to lose him, we would get a crazy haul back that wouldn't replace his production, but would um uh deep in what the team is capable of. Uh, I don't want to lose him. He's hands down one of my favorite players like on the team. And, and I think he's like an anomaly in the league in terms of like both being a nice guy and being a, a crazy defensive um, stalwart. Like I think he's going to grow into something impressive, but uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm, I'm not sure which way it's going to go. I want to give this team two more years. I don't know that mathematically they have two more years in them with uh, ages and contracts put together. Van Vliet and Gary Trent's contracts are due. They're up at the end of this year, um, which is tough. 
it feels like the writing's on the wall for Van Vliet just because there's so much point guard interest yeah. from uh, other contenders out there. Um, but yeah, it's so funny watching this this team. They're, they're so long, and they should be unbelievable, unbelievable. at defense. And some um, days they are, and some and, days they're uh, just not. Yeah, it's it's really fascinating pieces. I mean, we're Canadian, so we're yeah. we're Raptors fans. Even you're a super Raptors fan. You're from yeah. Toronto. Yeah, I yeah. think you grew up there, right? And and I'm a Raptors fan yeah. because I'm Canadian, and so I, this is always going to be my my second favorite team, whether until LeBron uh, retires. But it's it's like we have to play this game where we leverage whatever assets yeah. we've been able to develop, and then take that big giant swing like Masai took to get Kawhi. And then it, it completely yep. paid off, and it's amazing. But, like, yeah, we don't get to operate. I mean, we, we are a small market team that's in yeah, a big market, so strangely. We have yeah. to operate like a small market team yeah. because we can't attract people because they have to cross the border and, and yeah. pay different taxes and stuff. So, yeah. So it is – it's a funny business decision in terms of what do we do with these assets now. We're positive that it's Van Vliet. We're going to, like – we're going to – Oh, a million go, percent. Go to the grave with it. Oh, yeah. Van okay. Vliet. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm still on the fence. Van, about Van Vliet is also the only guy on the team that is a true leader through and through. And so mm-hmm. for me, from a from a trade perspective, he is the worst trade that you could make because you're you're losing something that's almost irreplaceable. Um, you don't get a player like that very often. But uh, you know, a lot of there there is there's a ton of interest around him, which is scary. But for me, an observation on basketball, and this is something that always worries me, is if. If your best player is not also at least one of your top three best leaders, uh-huh. that team doesn't always see success. Like, yeah, can you think agreed. of like the best the best talent on the Raptors? Can those guys become uh, like fill the role of Van Vliet once he moves on after this year? It's like I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Really, see I think it. Pascal could. I don't know yeah. that he's a natural born leader, but I, yeah. I think he's starting to become that with the rest of the guys. Don't think so. OG Ananobi, not a leader. Dude's a total beta. I love him. He's so funny, but like, he's there's nothing alpha about him. Um, same thing. Gary Trent. He's a kid. Uh, Scotty Barnes. He's a child. Like, you know, they're they're they'll develop into something, but they're 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 young. So, what's the ceiling for Scotty Barnes? I wanted to ask you this, Antonio. Like, what I watch him, and I'm like just amazed at his talent and his age. But what what do you think he can be? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm totally biased, but watching his game, I think that he is at minimum. Uh, like a 20, 20 point, 10 rebound, seven assist player on the low end. I think that that is, that is like, uh, when, when he makes his current ceiling the floor, I think that's the floor that he's going to be standing on. And I think there's a potential that he becomes uh, a triple double threat. I'm trying to think of a basis. comp, like when a player the comp. current ceiling the floor. Okay. Yeah, so his current ceiling right now is like it. okay, yeah, yeah. I just yeah, gotta yeah. walk. I just gotta walk through the words. Gotta, just gotta to, put just it through. For, just but for once, a once he's standing in a place where he's doing, he's doing, where the best that he's playing right now is his average. I think then we're gonna start to see what he's capable of. I think that he is a, um, and I, I don't mean this to sound as as bad as it sounds, but like I think he's a poor man's Magic Johnson. I think structurally mm. that's his game. I think he mm. makes the other team or the other guys on his team better. I think that he makes the game more fun, and I also think that his production, his output, is high enough that he can take over a game when he needs to take it over. But that that's not going to be his bread and butter. His bread and butter is going to be like he's got a fat guys... stat line. Yeah, he's got a fat stat line. 
Yeah, it does yeah. a lot of things. I want to talk like about it. the uh, Warriors real quick because they're having such a uh, an interesting season. I, I I feel like if we learned anything last season, it's that um, we shouldn't put that much stock into the Warriors' regular season. <clears throat> this season, I feel like, especially on the road, has been uh, worse. But it, but should should we still think of them as championship potential, Antonio? I'm I I've I've been proven wrong so many times counting the Warriors out that I I feel like I can't say anything other than yeah of course they're a championship potential like if Steph Stephs and Clay Clays and Dre Dre's and he can keep his hands off of Jordan Poole I think they've always got a shot. <laughs> yeah, I think I disagree on that one. Frank. I just <laughs> I think that these teams they get so late in these legacy or these. Um, these dynasty runs and then the assumptions that they're going to turn it on. Yeah. They have to. And, and I don't think that that's uh, the writing on the wall as far as the, uh, the recent NBA history goes. And so what's their seed right now? Anybody know? I don't even know. Seven? Yeah. Yeah. They're inside, right? Like they're, yeah, in, so. they're in the playoffs at the yeah. moment, but seven, like just to be right on the edge like that. I think you gotta be, if you're the warriors and you're actually trying to convince people, you can turn, like you flip the switch. You gotta be five or up, I think. Yeah, yeah, they're saying it's uh, six. Yeah, I just I think that they're 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 in a shakeup in terms of their their monarchy. It's like yeah. Pool is Pool's overachieving for what I ever thought he would be, and Dre's right there. He knows he's on his way out, mm-hmm. and uh, it's yeah. I just don't see it. it. It's so hard because because everything you're saying, I'm like yeah yeah yeah. That's me. That's what I say. La- I said that last year, and then and then mm-hmm. they won. Um, what was the like, Warriors like? Where were they at this time last year? I'm trying to remember. I have. I That's a good remember. question. I'll, I'll see if I can. I, I'll see if I can uh, see if you can uh, stat scrape it up. that. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't know. I just think that like because I agree with you. And, and it when I was watching it uh, when I was watching this game, I was watching with my wife, and she she said something that I thought was actually really funny and and smart. She was like, you know, it's it's fun to play against the Warriors because they're not infallible. You can beat them. And they lose. You know what I mean? Like, they're not a team that any given night of the week, they're probably going to decimate you. you. You know, a couple years back when Milwaukee won and Giannis was just playing out of his mind and Chris Middleton was showing up every night and Brooke Lopez was all of a sudden, like, the best player on the planet. You played Milwaukee every night and you just thought, well, Milwaukee's going to win. Like, they're, they're, they're running away with this and they're, they're playing such good basketball. And that's just not lately Warriors basketball, which makes it fun to, to watch. Well, it goes back to what Barkley always said about them, which is like jump shitting teams can't win championships, uh-huh. and that was true for so long. But they, by the very nature of their main skill set, they're a streaky yeah. team. They're either hitting or they're not yeah. hitting, and they hit more than any other team in the history of basketball, and therefore they they win a lot. But because of that, they'll give you a big lead, and then they'll storm back. So they're just they've just been the most entertaining thing in basketball yeah. for almost a decade now. Yeah. This time last season they were uh, thirty-eight and thirteen, so a better season. Right. That's a very they were also smacked up yeah. in the middle of their longest winning streak of the season, which is like ten games straight. So better which on the road again, last season as well. Like the road is killing them. Yeah, but that's a very Golden State thing. This idea that they're on the longest winning streak. I feel like at once every two seasons we hear that. Once every two seasons we're like they just won twelve games in a row, and that's normal for them. Like. If the Raptors win twelve games in a row, like we, it's we we make it a holiday. 
They were 22 <laughs> just, and 19 on the road last year, which is still like not great. No. But uh better than this year. This year they're yeah. real bad. They're real bad. Let's uh let's do a little bit of this action. Kiss or miss. Kiss or miss. I want to so explain wanna, the segment first. Well, really, it's which of these teams. It started as which of these teams are we going to kiss? Which of these teams are going to miss? Which I kind of might want to do, just like straight up this season. Which team, if you had to to pick one of these teams to make some sort of run, which team are you kissing or which team are you missing, Marcus? Oh, definitely the Warriors. There, even after everything we just said about the Warriors, I, I still got to go with the Warriors. Does that hurt you, Antonio? No, no, it should. But um, I, listen, as as much as I'm a homer, I'm a pragmatist. Like, I can hear someone else say it, and it, and I don't necessarily disagree with the facts of it. I just disagree with it. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I I think that it's a heart mind, because <laughs> you know, like this is my team. I, I I I'm on the other side of it. I think that the Raptors are uniquely poised to upend. Uh, the the bottom seeds in the East, but I, I also think it's contingent on what they do at the trade deadline and whether or not um, we see like the alchemy of that team change. Uh, and it, it feels as though they're on the precipice of clicking. And if they do click, I think they could climb as high as seven or eight. I mean, seven or six. Um, but I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. I um, it would be foolish not to pick the Warriors at this point. But I, I I'm you know I think. To your point, I think it'll all be dependent upon the trade deadline. I, you, yeah. you have a, a very smart uh, front office uh, ownership team yeah. at, uh, with the Raptors that I think have a pretty good understanding of whether or not it's worth it to, to, to double down or to go ahead and trade out. So yeah. I, I'm, they, I'm They're also willing I, to take big swings, which I think yeah. not a lot of front offices will do. Like Gosh, they, the, We have a ton of studs. Like the like the the Raptors right now, you could get great players for any anybody one through five, even one through six. Precious Achua's rate has never been higher, so it's weird to have six players that the U.S. media is like the Raptors are not good, the Raptors are not. And then January fifteenth hits, and they're like, you know, if anyone on the Raptors is available, they'd be a game changer on any team. And you're like, yeah, that means that we're good, dum dums. Like, like it, it means that you have something there. And so uh, I, I think that is fascinating. And I think Masai and Bobby are the, the kind of guys who are willing to look at one through six and say, who who can we take a swing on? What can we get back? And how do we how do we preserve either development or chemistry? So what's the missing piece right now? If, if it feels like you have a bunch of uh, potential uh, team-changing players on your team, or you're one... You know. Yeah, a star, right? I mean, that's that, the, that's that name. I, I mean, that, that thing we did in 2019 when we grabbed Kawhi and we had all the other pieces and then we yeah. had a superstar that could lead us. I think that's the, exactly it. The only way to get that is to is to take that big swing and know that that person's probably yeah. not going to stick around. And it, it's hard because Pascal Siakam has the stat line and the capability to put up the numbers of a superstar, but I think that his current ceiling is all star. Superstar and all star are are just they're 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 different beasts. You can be an all star but not be a guy who I I need to know that down the stretch you have a gear that other teams haven't seen. You know, Cleveland just got that with Donovan Mitchell. Like, like a lot of teams stumble upon that, or or trade hard for it. And yeah, I think that's the that that is the thing. We need somebody who 
when the chips are down, we look at them and we go, all right, put us on your shoulders. And then, yeah, somebody, uh, somebody with that sizzle, somebody yeah. that like when my, my wife is watching, she knows who the best player on the floor is, even yes. though she doesn't know anything about basketball. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's always that's the measure. Exactly that, that, that's, that's my bar always <laughs> yeah. watching hockey. She's like, Oh, that's Connor McDavid, right? That because has to he's be. better There's than no everybody. Question. That's yeah. LeBron, right? Because he's better than yeah. everybody. You can just tell. Yeah. 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 So, so trade for LeBron. Got it. Easy. Yeah. Trade for LeBron. That's I mean, at this point oh, I would do it, but like LeBron has, as a Toronto fan, LeBron has just, broken my heart so many times <laughs> he he was horrible to the raptors when he was in the east lebronto yeah it was it was brutal man like i remember i remember him on the three-point line with serge baka guarding him and he stood straight up and just like twirled the ball in his hands before shooting it and i was like well let's just sit down like i don't we can't this is, we're not it's not a level playing field this guy's he's better than you <laughs> hey before we before before we before we wrap this because I, I think um this is this is a worthwhile question you know we're talking about trades we're talking about where we're going to end up in the standings tanking where are we with where are we with uh with the frenchman where are we with wemby the greatest player i've ever seen it's pretty outrageous right he's the greatest player i've ever seen in my life the the game they played uh against the um the G League team, yeah, uh, those back to back Henderson's games. team, yeah, yeah, Scoot Henderson's. Uh, I can't remember the name of those teams, but that was. I, I'll never forget where I was the first time I saw that guy, Wembyana, actually play and, and hit all those threes and just do what he does at his size. It was. I just think he's going to be the greatest basketball player ever. Yeah, N- like none of it makes sense, and even because what I remember, <clears throat> what I remember is when I first got to see highlight like clips on I don't know YouTube or something of LeBron playing high school basketball and just thinking to myself I've never seen this before I've never seen this before like I didn't have enough of a framework to make sense of why he was that good or and I at that time I wasn't like he's gonna be the greatest I just all I knew was well this is different this is different enough that like it blew my mind and that's how I feel watching this kid those clips of LeBron in high school, I'll never forget that either. Like him going between the legs and dunking it and stuff. I'd never seen anything yeah. like that. Nowadays, you see that stuff on TikTok all the time. Like these kids have caught up to mm-hmm. being like what LeBron was in high school. And then when Bignana comes along and I'm like, this is this is the next thing. This is going to lead this us into the, the next, next generation of basketball. He can do um, all of the things that everyone can do and then some. And he's, it's he's 10 years old. Like it, it's so, it's mind-blowing. And he's massive. Like his seeing him stand next to Rudy Gobert after he hit a, a Dirk Nowitzki style fadeaway three, like that's not fair. Yeah, when he's in, when he's in the league next year, if you guys are still doing this a year from now, I want to come back on after we've seen him play some NBA games and, and oh, yeah. break it down. Sold. It'll be so interesting to see how his body, you know, handles the NBA that type of competition. Would someone, luckily, unlike Chet, he had like he's tall but also has a great frame about him and he's playing he's, against men he's playing and he's in playing Europe. against men right so I, that's that's at least hopeful uh but anytime someone's yeah. that big and is doing the type of things that he's doing with his body you're just like every time he's on the court i'm just i would just be like oh, don't do the thing yeah. uh just because you're worried that his legs are just going to give out like a little baby giraffe so that's how uh, I felt about yeah, Joel Embiid in uh, in high school. I'm not about to make a Joel Embiid a crack. That's how I felt <laughs> well, about it Joel sure Embiid. Seemed like you were, buddy. <laughs> I, when I when I when I first started watching that guy uh, play, or not high school, university ball, 
uh, I think he ended his season with like a, a foot fracture or something. He, he, he ended up getting drafted but being held out the whole first year. And I just thought, this guy is, he's not going to make it. He's going to fall apart. He just, he, he looks like a fragile dude at the end of his university career. And then, you know, he, he's become one well, yeah. of the most dominant centers to not be named an all-star. After Kansas, didn't he sit out at least two full seasons? I think it was two full seasons with I the think, trust the process. It was stuff. a while. Yeah. That whole trust the process thing was because he was not playing. Yeah, and uh, and then yeah, and then he became one of the best players in the league. And now, and like right he's, now, he's but... not getting hurt the way the, well, the way his I legs think. are literally wrap, wrapped so much wrapping. It's like he's like a, <laughs> I'm not convinced he has real legs anymore. I think they're yeah. just, uh, that's why they cover it up so much. Just in case. Just in case. Bionic. Uh, Marcus, thank you so much for joining us, buddy. Uh, from Italy with Amore, uh, that came out, as Antonio mentioned, apparently everywhere, uh, even everywhere. though that wasn't true. Um, are we going to be able to see it, 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 it We're in, in Canada, it's true. Are we going to be able to see it in America? I, uh, I, I certainly hope so. I think the most likely odds are that it'll be on uh, Up TV. Um, but uh, no American sale that I've uh, been informed of yet, but uh, I'll certainly be touting it uh, annoyingly from my Instagram page uh, if and when that becomes apparent. As you should. It's uh, I, I got home late late from work last night. I got home at about 1 o'clock, and I, I managed to, to, to watch the first half hour, and then, I, and then I thought I should go to sleep. I have stuff to do in the next morning. Uh, you're great in it. Becky's great in it. I'm, I'm stoked to see the rest of the story. And uh, the thing that I was, because I've been, you know, I, I follow you on Instagram and I'm, I'm watching all this stuff. The thing that I was like uniquely intent on uh, like catching glimpses of is like where all the locations were. I'm not even from Alberta. And mm -hmm. I was like, I was like, oh, I wonder what the story of the restaurant is. Like, where's the restaurant? And I was like quickly like rabbit holing on Google to try and figure out what restaurant it was and who the people are. I just think they're, you know, the, 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 the behind the scenes story for, for like forget how good you are in it and how good she is in it and the chemistry and the direction, like put all that aside. There's something really excited about knowing that that's your home and you brought something back to the places that mean something to you. That that's what I'm excited to watch of the rest of the movie. And you know, I'll see you guys fall in love. I mean, I mean, honestly, just hearing you say that means the world to me, buddy. Like it, it, it's been huge for our community and for our town and the excitement around here right now is, is off the charts and uh, we're just really, really exciting times that's here. That's amazing. You guys should be so proud. I'm stoked. Per the IMDb, right. the original title was For the Love of Pasta, yeah. which um, I'm sad that it got changed, but I understand. I mean, the new title is great, but For the Love of Pasta? I'm sad it got changed, <laughs> too. For the Love of Pasta was a great title. Some things are out of your hands. <laughs> we, we, we rescind complete control over the titles of these, uh, these films, and they're often not super pleased with what they become, yeah. but uh, we love them nonetheless. Yeah. For the love of pasta. Uh, Marcus, thank you so much for joining us, buddy. Everybody go check out that movie if you can, um, or just turn on your TV because apparently Marcus Just get a VPN there. blocker. You get In the States, you guys don't have these things? There you go. They're really, they're <laughs> everywhere. You, you just go to a corner store and you get one. That's a product of being Canadian that we've had to figure out the geo-blocking <laughs> yeah. uh, mechanisms. We don't, we don't get to watch anything. No kidding. All right, thanks, buddy. Appreciate you, man. Thanks, guys. Good thanks, to chat with you. Oh my gosh, that was so much fun, man! Dude, I love any time we get to, to to chat with Marcus. I I I haven't seen him in a long time. I shoot him random messages on Instagram every so often, mostly about nothing. But I, I've just love watching everything he's been doing. So he uh, is cool. He's calm. He's collected. Yeah, and he's just a lovely lovely fellow. So happy yeah. that we got to join him or him join us. I guess we did join him in a sense. Um, really excited about that. Um, 
was it for the love of for the for the love of pasta? For, for the love of pasta from Italy with amore. Yeah, that's right. That's, that's right. the new title. Yeah, that's right. It uh, aired on uh, a, a, a channel called City, City TV out here. City. But I'm convinced that if people have a VPN blocker and they can say they're from Alberta, will they'll just you, get to watch it. You, is City TV just free for everybody? Yeah, it's yeah, it's like the Canadian channel. It's like <laughs> yeah, if you're if you live in Canada, they just give you City. They're just like, you need you. something to do. It's so cold out here. That's funny. That's funny. <laughs> Don't go in the snow. Uh, watch City. Man, you are really pushing the VPN on these poor people. We should have gotten the sponsor for today's episode. Wait, are we not sponsored by them? By VPN? Just the the idea, the, the concept? Idea? Yeah, no, they didn't, they didn't get back to us. Unfortunately. They didn't bite on that one, huh? Um, we're going to be back next week. It's going to be a lot of fun. Don't forget to watch the game of the week, the Clippers versus the Milwaukee Bucks on Woo. Thursday, 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 o'clock, Antonio time. That's right. Uh, until then, get get back on keep, the, get back on that keep, court. Keep it swaggy. Keep it swaggy. <laughs> Game over. You're about to hear some ads that help keep the lights on here at the studio. Feel free to listen. Feel free to turn it off. Whatever you want to. But either way, thanks so much for your support. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC.